Angela and I have big plans for 2020. A new stamp in our passports, maybe a bathroom renovation. We definitely didn't expect to be worried about our income. When life takes you out of one comfort zone, your Regents Banker has helpful tools and advice to help you find a new one. It's a relief to have a plan for whatever comes next. Make your financial plan at regents.com slash brave the beginning. Regents Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. Mike Salmon alongside Stephen Julian from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And as you just heard in that open, we are brought to you by Regions Bank. And, you know, Stephen, last week I was not good at keeping a secret. And You're I let horrible the, at keeping secrets. I let the cat out of the bag that Regions Bank came on as an, a partner. Well, it's now official. The press release is going out today that Regions Bank has been named the presenting sponsor of Gwinnett Business Radio, and they're also launching a new monthly radio show and podcast, Regions Business Radio, debuting tomorrow. I love it. So last week it was a scoop, and now you're scooping the scoop, or you're officially making it official business scooping I'm acknowledging News. that the cat is out of the bag. The cat is out of the yes, bag. Yes, I'm acknowledging it. So we are excited again, of course, to have Regions as a partner, and we're looking forward to a great show tomorrow. Uh, J.D. Mueller, who is with Regions, will be the host of the show. I know I'll be listening, it's and I know a lot of our listeners will be listening because J.D. will do a great job. He was great as an interviewee. I'm sure he'll do great as an interviewer. And Regions Business Radio will air on the second Friday of every month at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. So uh, be you know sure what's to even better than that? That people can check it out on our uh, on our website and on their favorite podcast channel. At, uh, live and afterwards. That's right. That's that's the cool thing about podcasting. You don't have to be, you know, listening to your audio device, your iPhone, when it happens, because you can listen anytime through iTunes. iHeartRadio and all that. And you know what else I know about our listeners? They don't want to hear us talk about podcasting. They want to hear us interview the great guests we have today. We actually have two wonderful guests today, and they both have something in common. They're in the show. They're in the studio on the show today. Well, yes. Something else in common? Uh, They're also, you know, work here in Georgia, and they got a lot of things. Are they both Mets fans? They're also published authors. Oh. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. that. Dawn Kirk with Best You for Life is with us. She's the owner, owner and founder of the company. And an old friend of the show, Zachary Bennett with Reformation Productions, is also joining us in the studio. President and CEO, and they're both authors. So we're going to talk about books and their businesses. So we're going to do ladies first, and we'll start with Dawn. Good morning, Dawn. Welcome to our program. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, The company is called Best You for Life. Tell us what you do. So Best You for Life is a company that focuses on corporations and business owners to help them close the gap between strategy and execution, focusing primarily on people to do that. Um, So I spent 26 years in corporate America leading large teams and was often asked the question about how do you focus on people and continue to develop them and drive significant results. So we do that through executive and business coaching. We do leadership development training. 
and um, do speaking engagements as well for motivation and inspiration. And one of the big things that brought you here today was you wanted to talk uh, about your book, uh, Heartbeat Leadership. So we definitely want to talk about the whole business, but let's start by kind of focusing on the book. This is relatively new release. Tell us why you wrote the book and, and what the main message of the book is without giving away the ending because we want everybody to read it. <laughs> yeah, so the book was released at the end of October, and I wrote the book for two reasons. The first reason is I was often asked, again, as an executive, how do do you keep the focus on people and keep this results, this focus on results at the same time? And how do you do that? So I wrote this book to provide a playbook for people to understand how to do that in the context of your day-to-day -day work. Um, so that's the reason I wrote it. And again, it's focused on people. It's all about how do you keep this people-first lens and drive results. It's not an or. And through my experiences, I figured uh, I saw a lot of times that people made decisions and trade-offs between the focus on people and driving results. So it's called, we, we, we refer to it as people-led leadership or people-first leadership. Mm -hmm. Unpack that a little bit. Don't give away everything, but explain how does that work? So many times you're faced as an executive or business owner with key decisions you have to make in the business, right? And so the, the purpose of this is really about how do you approach your complex problems thinking about how people are impacting what you're trying to solve. Nine times out of 10, there's a people issue or a leadership issue somewhere along the way. And so instead of just thinking about it from a PL perspective and always just about the numbers, how do you say, you know, how are the people that are around me and the people on my team impacting our ability to drive the results or impacting our ability not to get the results? And starting there, engaging your teams to help you solve complex problems. It, it sounds to me also like this is not just a, hey, I read the book once and I got it all figured out. I mean, you did talk about it being a playbook. A playbook is something you have to refer back to Correct. over and over and over again. So let me ask this question. Uh, as people start this process, mm -hmm. what are some, is there one or two, or can you think of at least one that over and over again you've seen, hey, I start this process, I really want to put uh, people and, and results together. What are some of the trip-ups? What are some of the main landmines? What are some of the uh, obvious obstacles that I'll do this in my first three months of trying to implement this? Yeah, so great question. So in the book, I talk about these six Ps. Um, the, and I, it's, it's an analogy and play on the heart. So I call them the six pulses. So the first one I'll share, and I won't share them all, is really around priorities. So many times you've got competing priorities going on in your business. There's a lot of things coming at you. So the first step in trying to make sure you keep this people first focus is what are the priorities? What are the most important things I should be focused on right now to solve this particular problem or to advance my business forward? And how do I make sure that message is crystal clear throughout my entire organization that we're all rowing in the right direction? We're talking with Don Kirk with Best You for Life here on Gwinnett Business Radio. And, and Don, of course, there's other uh, professionals out there that, are, that do coaching and, and, and strategy and consulting and so forth. And, of course, there's lots of great books about leadership. If we were to pick up a copy of Heartbeat Leadership, is there anything in there that would surprise us and that we would do a little bit of double thing and go, wow, I wasn't expecting that? I think the first thing is sometimes when you hear the word leadership, you automatically sometimes discredit yourself. It's like, well, that's not me because I don't have a team. I don't have a, you know, a team I'm responsible for. And the approach I took in this book that every person is a leader because my definition of leadership is it's about influence. So each and every one of us are always trying to influence something around us, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that this starts with you. So the subtitle of the book is Empower Yourself engage your team 
and then impact your organization. So leadership starts with you first. It's not about leading other people. You have to lead yourself first well before you can lead others well. Let me ask a question to kind of go beyond the scope of the book. You you said at the very beginning when you talked about what best you for life is, is uh, you talked about kind of closing the gap between strategy and execution. And you said there were some various ways. I'm a small business owner mm-hmm. in, in the in the community or in the metro Atlanta area. Uh, obviously, you're you're available for speaking engagements. What are some of the what are some of your favorite ways to engage with with business owners, uh, especially business owners who have employees uh, beyond just them getting the book? What what are some of the ways you like to engage with local? Businesses? Yeah, so a couple ways. The first one is I love to just sit down and do a discovery session, completely complimentary for me to understand a little bit more about your business to give you an opportunity to get to engage with me. Because I think the magic is if we have chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of experts out there, but the magic is, is there chemistry? Is there a good uh, match, if you will, in terms of working together? So the complimentary discovery session. The second way from an engagement with the teams is I like to do lunch and learns. Again, you know, risk-free. You got a topic you'd love to engage your team around and come in over a lunch hour or what have you and talk about a topic and have a conversation. And then once that's done, we talk about what could be next steps. So those are two great ways for us to engage. So as a good, so as a as a coach and, and as someone who's helping again close that gap, there's that uh, initial complimentary discovery. If there's if there's chemistry mm-hmm. there, there's an opportunity to figure out the best ways for you to engage the business and engage the owner and their employees. Absolutely. to help uh, drive results. I, I, one of the things I enjoy about what you're laying out here is as a business owner, sometimes around the realm of leadership, around the realm of strategy, there can be a lot of, I can engage with people, but I'm not really sure if I'm getting results. I mean, you state it right in there, trying to close that gap between strategy and execution. And after, at various roadmarks along the way, we're gonna be able to see how, how that's working. Um, so uh, let me just ask, and you don't, if you can't give any specific names, that's, mm-hmm. I understand that completely. Uh, any success stories uh, of some local businesses you've been able to kind of find that chemistry and then yes. be able to go, wow, I, you know, I even amazed myself a little <laughs> bit of, of how much they listened to me. Yeah, I won't use a name, but I and again, I work across various industries. So I come from the CPG industry from from my corporate background, but I've expanded into some nonprofits and other small business owners. I was working with a nonprofit organization, which was relatively new for me. And actually, I just had this conversation yesterday. We were doing a review of kind of our work for the year. And we were just calculating kind of what was the return on investment for investing in my services. And it was seven and a half times the amount that she invested in my coaching. Hey, Mike, I'm an independent financial advisor. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yes. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, I talk to people like, what's the purpose of coaching? And I think that's the thing that I'm really focused on is the results. At the end of the day, this is not just about getting together and having a good conversation and laying out things. It's about moving the needle forward based on the goals and objectives that you have. And we're going to measure it along the way. And if it's not working, we got to make some tweaks. And I'm, I'm big enough to say, you know what, this isn't working. I, I won't continue to take your money. We got to get the results. Don, when you were writing the book, did you have a specific type of business leader in mind? I guess another way of asking the question is who would you recommend this book for? So I recommend the book. So when I wrote it, again, I kind of wrote it from this experience being in corporate America. So I still want corporate America to pick up this book. So key executives in corporate America, CEOs to pick up this book. But the secondary person are business owners. And right now, kind of what's given what's all going on with the pandemic and the impact on small businesses, 
I want small business owners to really pick this up as well because it's going to take a great team of people around you to continue to accelerate and scale your business. Let's go ahead and give a little bit of a nugget, maybe a, a quick win from the book that will help people see some quick results. Again, we're not going to give away all the secrets, but, but maybe a quick win right now. Let me see which one I want to give here. Um, so I already talked to you about priorities. Um, so I'm going to go to the obvious, which is people. Um, and this is about really doing a, a, a quick assessment about do you have the right people around you? So if you have a team, are they in the right positions and seats to deliver what you're trying to deliver? Or if you're a small business owner, maybe you're a solopreneur and you're trying to do it all yourself. So now it's about how do I build this infrastructure and team around me to take it to the next level? I'd love to get your opinion because we've always heard the term slow to hire, quick to fire. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. I am a big believer. I say a lot slow down to speed up. Um, so I've, I've witnessed on many occasions that I need to fill a position, let's just get it filled, versus taking the time to do it. I'm a big proponent that your return on investment and your return on the time to find the right person will more than pay back the time that you might have to struggle with the open role. Um, if you make a bad people hire, you pay for that for a long time. Um, so I'm big on slow down, get the right people, make sure when you bring them in that you train them properly so that they, you can retain them and you can get your return on the investment. Steven, we need to talk after the show, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Is this my weekly firing meeting that we're having? <laughs> it, it it's your coaching be. session. <laughs> Oh, is that what we're calling it now? Is that, I hope that term's not in the book. <laughs> Obviously, we want to give you some credibility here. People are going, okay, here's someone who sounds impressive, and they've written this nice book, but and you talked about being in the corporate world. What is it that made makes you a quote-unquote expert in this that we should feel like we need to you know, listen to what you have to say? So that's a great question. So I spent 26 years in corporate America for two Fortune 100 companies. I spent 18 and a half years for Frito-Lay, which was a division of PepsiCo, and I spent almost eight years um, at the Coca-Cola company. Led large teams as large as 5,000 associates responsible for about $3 billion in, in revenue. Um, so I've done a lot in the leadership space. I've worked across the business in multiple functions, sales, marketing, finance, operations, commercial, a lot of different functions across the organizations. And I've been a student of leadership since the age of 20. My favorite author is John Maxwell, and I've patterned my leadership style and philosophy based on that. I've been an entrepreneur myself since the age of 12. Um, so I think I've, you know, I think there's a perfect combination of the experience, and then I've also got my credentials through the John Maxwell team, Career Direct, and the Health Coach Institute from a coaching credentials standpoint. Don, I want to ask this question because, uh, because we've interviewed uh as we've interviewed business leaders and, and business owners one little thread that sometimes happens is when someone comes out of corporate america mm -hmm. especially if they've been there for more than a few years when they start working in the in the small business owner segment there's some surprise of oh man i wasn't expecting this or that that kind of surprised me because it's two different worlds was there any and i know you've been involved in it but after 26 years in the corporate world was was there a little bit of a an adjustment was there a little bit of a uh, you kind of got surprised or something you you learned that you weren't expecting as you were starting this journey because the book is for ceos no question we want that but uh but also it, it applies to the small business owner so it does i think the biggest thing is that as a small business owner um the biggest challenge that i saw was 
Um, I just lost my train of thought because I heard that in the background. Um, Somebody didn't turn their phone <laughs> off. That's a $5 fine, I think. We're going to have to talk to you after the show. No, let, let me rephrase. Here we yes. go. Here's my professional uh, bit show, show host uh, rephrase it. As, as you came out of corporate culture, was there anything that unexpectedly surprised you as you started working with small business owners because those cultures are so different? I'd say the biggest one, and I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but it definitely came up more times than not. It's just the challenge on the discipline of how you spend your time working in the business versus working for the business. And as talking to small business owners, that was always kind of that line on, I don't, I don't know where to create this capacity and time and space to scale and grow my business because I'm spending so much time working in the business. And that was a little bit of a surprise in yeah. terms of, okay, you do realize you can't grow it if you keep working at it every single day. So that that's what I would say is the biggest aha, if you will. All right, we're talking again with uh, Don Kirk, the owner and founder of Best You For Life, and the name of the book is Heartbeat Leadership. For those that would like to, to look into the book or purchase the book, what's the best way to do that? They can just visit my website at heartbeatleadershipbook.com. And uh, is the website the same or different if they want to just find out more about you know, your speaking engagements and, and, and what you bring to the table as far as uh, helping businesses. They can just go to that same website, one place today, okay. heartbeatleadershipbook.com. Great, great. Well, Don, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Don Kirk, again, the company, Best You for Life here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Mike, before we get to our second guest, I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Our listeners can enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out all their social media pages for the latest news, offers, and community events. i got to see my friends in the service department tomorrow. I've got an appointment with Subaru. It's time for my 120,000-mile maintenance. Nice. Regularly scheduled maintenance. By the way, their service department is fantastic. Go read their reviews on their website. They do a great job, right, Mike? Absolutely. All right. Zachary Bennett is joining us now on the program. He's the uh, president and CEO of Reformation Productions. And uh, Zachary, can I call you a marketing guru as well? Sure, why not? <laughs> We've done, actually at Business Radio X have done some work with Reformation Productions in the past, so we they, they come highly recommended. So it's always great to see uh, Zachary's smiling face here in the studio. Before we go into a book that you've written as well that we want to talk about, tell us all about Reformation Productions. You've been in the business for a while now. Yeah. Um, Reformation Productions is a, uh, a marketing agency, and so we help companies with uh, brand development, uh, consumer targeting, the consumer research piece of that, uh, also strategic planning, and then making all of the creative to put those strategies uh, in the marketplace for the various companies, help them communicate themselves professionally. I joked, did I joke before the show or was it on the air when we started the show that Zachary was on several years ago, we had such a great time, we, you know, we've waited five years before he came back again. It was before the show. It was before the show, yeah. so you were on several years ago. Yeah. So the delivery of that joke now on the show was... was I'm not going <laughs> to do the joke on the show, but, oh, you but, just but did. I, I crushed it before the show. Oh, it was awesome. We were all in oh, stitches. They were on the rolling floor. on the floor. So it's been a while since we've actually had you on the air. What have you been up to since then? Um, let's see, I believe the last time I was on here, I brought uh, Napa with me. We 
we were launching their uh, their campaign. Are they still a client? They are. Since then, I wasn't going to bring it up because I wasn't <laughs> sure. So I'm glad to hear they're still with you. Um, since then, we have um, you know done more of the same for more companies, but I've also uh, gotten into focusing on uh, one-on-one consultation a little bit more. Uh, I've started offering what's called fractional CMO services to uh, to various companies across the um, the city here. And uh, I also um, have done a lot more in the speaking engagement uh, part. Now, before COVID, uh, you know, the speaking engagements were ramping up. I've partnered with the SBA and SCORE and the different chambers of commerce and all of that. Since COVID happened, a lot of that has moved to online. So, yeah. matter of fact, I have a, uh, a seminar coming up for SCORE on the 16th that's about uh, social media, particularly B2B and B2C, talking about Facebook and LinkedIn and how all of that works. Um, but yeah, a lot of that has moved to online since COVID. But while a lot of people were, you know, the pandemic happened and they're focusing on catching up on their reading and watching their Netflix, that's when I took time to actually write my book. Uh, so when I was doing all of my speaking engagements, people always asked when I was done, Hey, have you written a book? Evidently, that's an expectation for speakers. So <laughs> Typically, you write the book before you start I doing the speaking tour. <laughs> but I actually started writing because they asked for it. They wanted more content, more content. And so I thought of, okay, well, the world is shut down right now. Might as well get my pen out and start writing a book. So that's, that's what I did during quarantine. You wrote your book with a pen? Well, figuratively ah, speaking. Ah, okay, sorry. He was... I think he was using uh, uh, alliterative link. No, not alliterative. Anyway, so uh, the book is called Married to Marketing. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, give us the 30-second the thesis. Sure. What are people going to find when they uh, get and read Married to Marketing? Uh, Married to Marketing, you know, there's a lot of business books out there. There's a lot of business books on marketing out there. So I thought to myself, okay, I don't want to just regurgitate what other people have. So thank you for doing that. What what could I bring that is uh, unique from my own insights and, and a little different? Now I'm a creative person, so I am into analogies. She mentioned analogies when she was talking about about her book, and this is a uh, comparative analogy of the romantic relationship. That's the marriage part and business relationships. If you know how to look, they parallel each other like this, and uh, in kind of examining what that looks like, I think that it brings understanding to people of what business relationships should look like in that process because everybody understands the romantic relationship, right? You know, boy meets girl, boy loves girl, et cetera, down the line. All the, the book even goes all the way through divorce because that's a reality nowadays. But, uh, you know, with uh, businesses, it's the same way. You know, the, the business owner has this vision. They have this dream that they want. And they can start imagining themselves being carried over the threshold, if you will. And so it kind of walks along that whole uh, parallel. And it makes what's business can seem really complicated. It kind of makes it easier for people to understand. And I have some fun with it along the way. I'm confused. Did you write a marketing book or a romance novel? It could be both. Oh, I like that. It's, it's actually, the, the subtitle to the book is uh, A Relationship Guide to Business. Is the main so, male character a chimney sweeper, or is he a pool boy, is a, or is he a... It is a business uh, uh, book. It uh, is oh. not a novel. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Married to Marketing is, is the book. Um, 
I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Don. Is there, is, if, if I were to pick it up and, and flip through the pages, is there something in there that would catch my eye that would, I would say, whoa, I, I wasn't expecting that? Um, I would say one of the things that's different about this, uh, it has illustrations, but lots of books have illustrations. The main thing that I do is I use um, a lot of contemporary examples. I use uh, movies out of Hollywood. Mm. I use things that have happened in popular culture. Uh, from a business perspective as a way to relate with people because you know it, you may not know you know these stories of Zig Ziglar because a lot of people don't study him but you know movies that are on TV right you know when I talk about Indiana Jones you know who that is right so I make those sorts of parallels in it as well just you, to try to keep make it interesting for it's not a dry read because Lord knows I don't like dry books <laughs> so we're uh, we're speaking with zachary bennett he is the president and ceo of reformation productions and we're talking about his uh new book married to marketing he had us at hello mike anyway uh let me ask this uh the number one tactic right now kind of the must do uh for businesses in marketing their companies whether that comes from the book or just comes from your work what's the number one tactic right now the number one tactic for companies right now is social media the world's attention is on this little device right here. He's holding up his if, phone, by the way. Yeah, I was yeah, going to oh, say. Yes, he he yes. did that with his arms earlier and said like this, and I was like, should I jump in? But I'm, I'm a visual person. Two, two strikes. we got to jump in there, yeah. Zachary. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yes, the, the telephone. If, if you're not making, as a business, if you're not making content for the 9 to 10 platforms that are on this, you're, you're missing out. If, if you're, you know, watching TV during a commercial, you're not watching the commercial anymore, you're on your phone right. checking your social media. You wait, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, when you're waiting for a meeting, the world's attention is right here and businesses trade on attention. So you need to be making content for the smartphone. Well, the, the whole generation behind us, our kids, they're growing up on the smartphone. Absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, Stephen here is a Georgia Tech grad, and, and I it was, it was about four or five years ago, I was driving through the Georgia Tech campus, and I'm not actually going to make a joke about Georgia Tech, so relax. You're, you're <laughs> like all, I care? You're getting all tense now. <laughs> just ready to respond. But I, rem I remember something that just hit me. I drove by the bus stop there, and a bunch of students were at the, st the stop at, on the Georgia Tech campus, and there were maybe about 20, 20 kids, 20 students, none of them interacting with each other at all. Every single one of them looking down Absolutely. on their phone and and i was sad well I was that's like, but that's how they're interacting because they're snapping they're group texting they're i mean that's that's the communication so i'll i'll take your story and i'll top it my <laughs> 17 year old son uh is in, is interested in going into computer programming and we have a neighbor who uh does cybersecurity, uh, and that's another topic he's interested in and we said what we've set up we set up for him to be able to call our neighbor and he came into our room and was like, can, can I do it some other way than talking to him on the phone? I mean, he was nervous sure. about talking to an adult on the phone. And we said, well, what if we set up a Zoom or a Face? Oh, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, it's the same thing. But it's not what he's used to. Yeah. If their phones ring, they look at it like, who is calling me? Because no one calls. Sorry, Zachary. We were having well, a little side conversation. Well, that's, you know, th there's, there's truth in, in what you're saying. And a lot of people, a lot of business owners and CEOs, C-level folks, we're, we're older folks, right? We're not the millennial generation. But if we're going to compete in the future, we have to learn to speak right. their language. Which means, though you may not like TikTok, 
your future audience right. is probably watching TikTok, right. and you need to learn how to use it. And it was five years ago you were in the studio. Uh, the next five years between now and when you come in the studio again, uh, that was a joke. Not a good one, but it was a joke. <laughs> uh, people will listen to this old interview and hear TikTok, and it's probably something new. It'll probably Absolutely. be three more platforms between now and then. So let me ask this. That's the number one tactic is to get onto social media. And, and I'm assuming you're here talking about a book. It's all the different ways you can get on social media. So you're you're discussing, and the number one marketing tactic that you're helping people with is all those different types of content. Um, is there a type of content that, because everybody knows, oh yeah, I got a blog, or I got I got a post, I got to do this, I got to. What are people not doing? What what are the what is the number one thing they're not doing on social media that you'd be like, if you do this, this could really help. Creating quality content. So it's not just content. No, that's where the word it, it quality is. It needs to be contextual quality content. Nobody cares about where you walking your dog, you know, and just throwing up things that don't have value to people. That's not going to mean anything either. What you have to do is post, post frequently, but post something that matters. What's something that's going to communicate why somebody should choose you? That's going to bring them value. And and it's and if I may, even beyond the talking about walking your dog. What about the just simple link to an article? That's not necessarily enough either, right? No, that's 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 it, where you as, need to add context. Is as, that what you're saying? No, as the world changes, that is now frowned upon by the Mr. Zuckerberg, and LinkedIn does not like it either because they want you to stay on their platform. That's the other trick to this. Not only do you have to make good content, but you have to know how the platforms work, and they're all different. Mm. So, actually, um, you know, posting a video used to be three, four years ago, you could post from uh, YouTube, take it, put it in your Facebook, put it in your LinkedIn, you were fine. Now, if you do that, they go, couldn't you have posted this on our site? <laughs> so, and it's ranked a, li a little differently now. So, uh, posting to other people's articles is good because you're sharing what other people do, but it's not as good as if you post to something that's posted on the platform. All right, well, Zachary, you, you know your stuff, and I'm sure you walk the walk and don't just talk the talk. So for those that would like to follow you on social media and see the things that you're doing, sure. what's the best way to do that? The easiest way, rather than me rattling off a whole bunch of handles, is go to bzacharybennett.com. All of my links are on there, and I am everywhere. I'm on all of them. I try to. What I do is I study each one. Um, I'm more active on the ones that are more beneficial to me and my audience, but I try to participate on as many as I can so that I understand the pulse of what's going on in the in the world. And to confirm, B is just the letter B. You're not telling people to B as in B, B Zachary, just yes. B, Zachary yes. Bennett. Uh, B is my first initial. I utilize that because if you Google Zachary Bennett, you will get a Canadian actor. So B, Zachary Bennett is how I'm found on, on the Internet. We had that joke, too, before the show. That's and true. look, we found a way to do it in context. <laughs> context in the show. I like it. I have never asked you what the B stands for. Uh, the B is my first name, which is Brian. Okay. B and then I noticed that when you gave a website, you gave B Zachary Bennett mm -hmm. as opposed to ReformationProductions.com. Right. Um, if you want to follow my personal content, yeah. um, then that would be B Zachary Bennett. You can also follow the agency's content, which is ReformationProductions.com. And going back to his answer, he said he didn't want to give out a bunch of handles, so multiple <laughs> websites, which yep. I think we also talked about before. Man, there's a lot of jokes pre-show that made it onto the air. But today. I think that's an actual legitimate question: Is do you recommend people having their own little name website uh, you know uh, their individual site opposed to their company sure. it depends on um, who they are in the marketplace uh, I have grown uh, my own persona in doing things 
as a marketing expert that's separate than the agency itself. I got you. Uh, so the agency does a lot of very agency-specific things, but my speaking engagements, my writing my book, um, uh, the fractional CMO work that I do, that's actually separate from the agency itself. The agency does agency things, right? So that's kind of why those two are, are separate. Okay. And the thing that I took away from this interview, Stephen, is that yes. uh, tonight when I'm having my chicken dinner and I like to take a picture of my food and just post it. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'll tell you what I took away from this <laughs> interme- uh, inter- uh, interview is that I'm going to go start watching uh, Zachary Bennett, the Canadian uh, actor who was on uh, TV film Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, he also voiced Coach Clydesdale on Corn and Peg. Uh, and uh, he also voices uh, Zachary Varmatek uh, on uh, The Wild Kratts. But he doesn't have as good contextual content as no, B. Zachary Bennett. No, but he's a lot younger than I am. <laughs> I wasn't going to say uh, that. And I'm sure he's a lot nicer because he's Canadian. <laughs> so. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> but you're, you're kind of a nice guy. I try. So nice that we'll bring you back five years from now. <laughs> so, Zachary, great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Best of luck w- uh, with the book. And for those that would like to find out about the book, they can get that pretty much where Amazon and sure. anywhere. Yeah, they can get it. It's on Amazon. You can also get it at bzachrybenet.com if you want to buy it directly from there. There's also a uh, a workbook component that goes with it, um, which is the book, but it's it's in a way that you can go through the steps in the book in a very personal way where you could mm-hmm. fill it out as you're walking through. When I do a lot of one-on-one consultations, I'll bring that book, and that's what we'll walk through. Married to Marketing is the name. It, it almost sounds like one of those shows on the E Network. <laughs> married to marketing oh i like that they can call me starring b zachary <laughs> bennett he'd be happy to to play a role wonderful great thank you again zachary sure mike before uh, our listeners stop listening to the show uh because we've done the the main thing which was the two interviews i do want to remind everybody that uh 101 bagel cafe in downtown duluth offers boiled and baked new york style bagels and iced coffee served on tap with their signature i cubes They go beyond the bagel, offering lunch, baked treats, and catering. The Welcoming Cafe is perfect to gather for games or private events. Visit 101bagelcafe.com and franchising opportunities are also available. I love that place. It's been almost a week since I've been there. I need to go. I definitely need to go. Reuben, get the Reuben, get the Reuben. We want to remind everybody that we have our social media here at Business Radio X as well, uh, Gwinnett. Radio X. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I had to think about it. We're all over the place. We're all over the social. And whatever the new ones are that are coming out, we'll be on those too. Also, this show and all of our shows can be uh, found on all of the top podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, so if you want to uh, check out this sh- show again or any of our other shows, uh, check out those podcast platforms. I want to thank our guest, uh, Zachary Bennett with Reformation Productions and Don Kirk with Best You For Life. Mike, our listeners do not know this, but much like Cal Ripken, you play very well when hurt. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to explain the whole. I'm not going to. Well, you know, Mike, uh, Mike plays baseball and uh, he, he has always pulled the ball. And so it's caused slight now tweaking I of the back. pulled my back. Yeah, exactly. So you need to go the opposite way. I, I have like soldiered through in serious the pain to, go the to get way. through this show. You did. Yeah, and and, and you're not move. talking about your back. You're talking about having to host with me. I know that. I knew you're that making, joke was coming. Yeah. Now my ears are starting to hurt. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, again, our, our thanks to our Great guests producer. and our listeners and our wonderful producer, Amanda Peerch, for all her help. And uh, again, uh, the big news today is that Regions Bank, it's official, is part of the show. <sighs> yes. So until next time, for Steve and I, Mike, we'll see you next time here on Business Radio X. 